You are listening to the Extraordinary Events Podcast with Dr. K, episode number four, Student Spotlight, featuring Lillian Wynn. Welcome to the Extraordinary Events Podcast, where we aim to educate, inspire, and empower individuals who wish to design transformational experiences. Now, your host, event education champion, Dr. Kristen Mallett. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, fellow podcast listeners. Today, we have a very special guest on our podcast. We have one of my graduate students, Lillian Wynn. My real inspiration for bringing Lillian onto the podcast today was that as a faculty member at a university, I oftentimes invite guest speakers into my class or I'll have my students go out and meet industry professionals and go to conferences. And sometimes the feedback that I get is that students find industry professionals a little bit harder to relate to because they don't have the same background. Oftentimes, as we're talking to industry professionals, they'll say, I wish that I had a degree in this field. I didn't know there was a degree in this field. I came from PR, from communications, from marketing, from business, from other areas. And sometimes the students can have a little bit of a hard time relating to that. My graduate student, Lillian, she doesn't come from an event background, though she has ended up in these event studies as a grad student. So I thought it would be an interesting perspective to bring her onto the podcast today. So thank you for joining us today, Lillian. It's a pleasure to be here. Can you spend just a couple minutes and tell our podcast listeners a little bit more about yourself? Yeah. So again, my name is Lillian Wynn. I am a first generation graduate student. This will be my second semester here at the university, and I'm anticipating to earn my master's in event management, hopefully May 2022. Uh, I am Vietnamese American, and I earned my bachelor's degree in biological sciences. And we will definitely talk more about that. One thing that you know I'm very passionate about is what is your why? So tell our podcast listeners today, what is your why, Lily? My why for me personally, in my personal life, is to be happy with myself and to be happy in what I do versus having someone to tell me what to do. So holistically, besides not wanting to go into medicine as a future career, I want to be a representative to the Asian, Asian American community that you can be successful and not be in medicine. And we've talked a lot about that before in some of the generalizations in the public around Asians or Asian Americans in particular fields such as math or medicine. And I know we'll talk about that a little bit later as well. Can you kind of share with our listeners today your journey of how you ended up as an undergrad in biology all the way until how you ended up working with me and being here today? So it happened around the summer before I was going to graduate. Me determining if I wanted to graduate with my biology degree and go into Solarion. And if you guys don't know what Solarion is, Solarion is a medical research company or work into the government building where most of my family works at. Yeah, they make good money, but at the end of the day, I'm going to be not happy. And so it was around June-ish, and I started looking at UNL's graduate courses and what type of programs they offered, and I ran into event management. Reached out to the graduate studies and asked them, like, hi, how do I participate in this? And it was always this back and forth. There was a sense of, like, should I even try anymore? So I reached out to my only HRTM professor at the time and asked if there was any way for me to work in events. 
And then she introduced me to you. And from then on... Yeah, absolutely. And just to clarify, when we say HRTM, that's the Hospitality Restaurant and Tourism Management Program here at the university. And and even though Slarion was not a perfect fit for you, it doesn't mean that it wouldn't be a perfect fit for other people potentially who could be listening to this podcast. It just, you know, when we talk about our why in our journey, it's very specific to ourselves. So why events? You're a biology undergrad. Why are you following this internal passion for events? What brought you here? I was very involved in my undergrad. I was involved with my sorority and other Asian-based student organizations. For me, I did a lot of planning for events from small little social events to bigger events for Invasion, which is a cultural talent show, or even the first leadership summit for high school students in Lincoln that are Asian-based for first-generation students. So those I always geared towards planning more because it had a purpose versus studying for genetics or something that didn't really drive me. It just felt like a chore at that point, whereas planning for these things gave me a drive. Oh, that's great. And I definitely can attest to the fact that you're a very organized person. (laughs) Even before you started officially as a student, we would have weekly meetings and I've been interacting with you for about a year now. Can you share with our listeners today how you feel that your biology undergrad has helped influence or expand your mind or your thinking, how it's helped or contributed to your chosen field now of events? I find that with my mentality, I've found more little logistical informations that I can pinpoint and push onto the table for people to understand, oh, we should take into account this. And then from then on, I meet other people outside of STEM. And this is, mind you, this is the first time I'm meeting more people outside of STEM. So it makes me think differently and reword myself in various ways and be able to be adaptive in my vocabulary. Absolutely. No, and I definitely think as events goes more and more into design, psychology, and and a little bit less of an intense focus on logistics mm-hmm. that definitely helps bring that perspective as well. What do you hope to do with your studies in the future when you graduate? What's kind of your end career or goal as it stands right now? Because we all know it can change over time. So the game plan right now is to work in corporate events or like a corporate organization. I'm just dipping my toes in like every little thing to see what fits for me and seeing if I'm just flexible and can work with any event. What would you say is, we've worked on a lot of different things together over the past year. What would you say if you had to pick out like a favorite memory with me and the extraordinary events and the initiative, what would you say that would be? So what I liked about the intro class was having those design team meetings for each class because each class was different and each activity was different. So it truly did challenge my creativity on another level that I didn't think I could have. Like I knew I was creative, to an extent, but being in this meeting pushes me to think even harder. And then I just feel good about myself because I'm able to challenge myself, not only in this, but then it makes me challenge myself outside of the meeting. Like, oh, maybe I can do that. And for everyone that's listening on that podcast today, when we talk about these design meetings, what we're talking about is every single semester, instead of having a set PowerPoint or a set plan for the day, I just copy the learning objectives for every single class and we recreate brand new an entire experience around these learning objectives that are unique from semester to semester. And a really cool part of the design meeting process is that we actually co-create the content with current students actively involved in the class. 
So the students will, will come join the team with the TAs or the grad students. We have a team of three to five or six people. We all sit around a table and look at the learning objectives of the day and we create these different activities and, and different potential games and creativity lessons. And then the students in the class have the opportunity to lead that. So even though it's an intro to events class, they have a real life application of planning and designing and executing what that process looks like. So Lily, one of the things that came up in the spring semester, as we all in the world are aware of, is this COVID-19 coronavirus. And I distinctly remember you being Asian American, sharing your experiences and your stories through this. And, and one of the things that people enjoy about this class is that we bring in real life lessons and problems and and real life situations that are current. And so you had an experience that happened with you as it concerns discrimination and COVID-19. And so uh, I'd like, if you're willing, I would love for you to share that with the listeners so we can kind of talk about that. So what happened was I was getting on the bus because I think I was going to class. It, it, was, it happened when COVID was actually first announced and then people started taking realization like, oh, this is gonna be a real thing. And so I'm just waiting for the bus and I see this really red, brownish, um, rickety truck with no license plate just start driving by. And I felt like this weird sensation. I'm like, okay, it's just probably me or whatever. It drives by and then I see this man with a cup and he just chucks it at me and it was full of water. And I panicked because I remember reading something online that this elderly Asian woman was throwing a cup of acid. So I just started panicking took off my jacket, then realized it was just water. And so I'm just standing there trying to recollect what happened. And I remember this guy screaming like COVID at me. And I don't remember any other words that he said, but the fact that that happened and they thinking like people thinking that me being in America, thinking that I'm carrying that disease just doesn't make any sense to me. It's like, what? <laughs> And I remember you, you shared this on social media and I remember reading it and I read it and I made a comment and I talked with you, but it just resonated with me and stayed with me that, you know, this isn't a Lincoln, this isn't a Nebraska thing. This There were stories all over the country and all over the world of discrimination towards Asians about this COVID and coronavirus. And... And I just felt so deeply and I remember I was crying and then I said, you know, I can do something about this. We can build this into a class. We can build this into a lesson. We can kind of break this down and think about as event planners and as event designers, what what can we do to help with this? And we brought it into the, the class, remember? Mm -hmm. And um, and we talked about it and we broke it down. And that's kind of really, it, it hasn't led to your why, but it, it's part of your why of being true to yourself and representing the Asian and Asian American community. So do you remember any of what that class looked like or, or reactions or did anything happen after that with any of the students or did anyone approach you? Um, what I remember was crying, <laughs> but then I remember when we do our feedback notes from the class. So for our listeners, when after every class we do feedback and so the students would write down what they learned, what they wanted to see in the next class, and we tried to implement it for the next class. So I remember the feedback, one of the questions like, what was the most memorable thing for class? And a lot of students would say like, the world is actually really mean. And then people would be like, oh, Lily's story, that's like really unfortunate. 
like if anything i felt like the class was brought together more i remember seeing some shocked faces like why would anyone do that or anything like that and so i just know within that class people have a heart and they understand what's going on they're aware of it we built such a strong community and i i hesitate to say safe space because that's become so politicized lately but you know we allow ourselves to be vulnerable and to truly learn from each other and and I'm still so appreciative of you bringing in that story because it wasn't, I remember I was crying during class. We were all hot messes during <laughs> class for that. And so, yeah, just being able to not be afraid to tackle the tough, tough subjects. And so one of the tough subjects I know that, that you and I have talked about a lot is this feeling of imposter syndrome, mm. which is not unique to grad students. It's not unique to uh, international students, everybody kind of has a sense of this imposter syndrome, especially with social media and us comparing ourselves to others. So do you want to talk a little bit about your imposter syndrome, where it came from, comes from, uh, and kind of what you've been experiencing with that? So when I was helping out for event LNK, we were, I was helped setting up and I remember trying to lift chairs and everything. And I remember my ankle just like flaring up really bad that day. And for the listeners, I have rheumatoid arthritis. Rheumatoid arthritis, in short, just think of it as like regular arthritis, but in every joint in my body. And the most flaring points are my ankles, my wrists, and my knees. So when I was help setting up, and then the next day, we had our um, design team meeting. And after the design team meeting, I just remember talking to you like, do you think I can actually make it? Because I feel bad because I didn't help that much. I didn't do X, Y, Z much because a lot of it were physical things. I'm like, if I can't do this physically as an event planner, does this make me a valuable event planner? And so I just started questioning myself a lot. And then I have the tactile things to do online and to plan an organization, but the execution of it is what scared me the most. And then you had to tell me that I had imposter syndrome. I was like, oh, wait, I know this. I know imposter syndrome is something that I face all the time, even now to this day, we're, we're always comparing with each other. And we did have a long conversation about different fields and different careers within events. And in particular, in this program, I try to give the the ground nuts and bolts experience levels of, okay, we need to, to be able to empathize and truly understand what that setup process looks like, how long it takes, what we're asking people to do, being willing to do what we're asking other people to do. But that's not necessarily what we're going to be doing as event designers or as event planners. We're not necessarily going to be the banquet setup staff, et cetera, et cetera. And I think those conversations really helped. So we want to wrap up the podcast a little bit here today. We've covered, you know, a lot of wide variety of topics and some deep and some light topics. If you had one piece of advice for anyone who's listening to this podcast, whether they're a current student, someone thinking about events, someone just starting out in events, what would you share as that kind of one piece of advice that you have really internalized from the past year of, of being so involved in events? Mm. If it makes you uncomfortable within reason, then you're growing as a person. And like, if you're trying something and you know you're gonna enjoy it, what's stopping you? And for me, it was that coming from a very strict Vietnamese household, I was told, always told like, you need to do this, you need to do this, you have to do this. Like, yeah, it's hard to like defy your parents and when their wishes, you know? And so the fact that I'm going away from medicine, like to this day, there's still, I get some questionable conversations from my parents that, are you sure that you're going to make enough money for this? Are you sure you're going to get a career out of this? And like at that point, 
I hope that is enough of a drive to prove to not only to your parents, but to yourself that this is like the right path for you. Absolutely. And I think on another podcast, I'll have to share my stories of, you know, my conversations with my parents as they questioned (laughs) everything that I did and every career change and major change that I had and their responses. I actually give a full keynotes on it. So it'll be nice to share that on the podcast. So Lily, thank you so much for coming and joining us on the podcast today. Super appreciate you being here and then being involved in the program and working with me. You're such a great asset. And I know that we're going to continue to work together into the far future. Thank you for inviting me. All right, everyone. Thank you for taking the time to make the time. I will talk to you next week. Thank you for listening to the Extraordinary Events Podcast. Stay tuned for our next episode.